Hey, you busy? Mm-mm. Okay, let me run something past you real quick. What's that noise you ask? Uh, very much rebranding. I feel like that's, that should be a hand clap of praise. I'm sorry. Very much. Listen, out of all the conversations that we've had, out of all the things that we are getting ready to embark on, I realized that I never really took you to the top, Dore me status. I never informed you of where I feel like God is taking us, right? And so I don't know if you noticed, but um, I've been a little MIA on social media, right? Uh, the last I checked, you were following me, correct? Yeah, underscore, shrive, the letter N as in Nancy, inspire. Okay, so very much having uh, what I would like to call a rebirth, okay, uh, what the world calls a rebranding. And I didn't know how to really approach that. Like, how does your girl, you know, I mean, it's the E or the above. I'm talking new logo. I'm talking pictures. I'm talking videos. She's talking everything. You understand? And... I just wanted to take a time out to kind of just, for starters, thank you. Like, seriously, riding with your favorite homegirl the way that you have, like, mm, it deserves a Christmas card. And <laughs> let's work our way to the present, but very much a Christmas card, right? But more than that, I think that the most beautiful birth uh, derives from knowing each trimester, each step of the way, at least for me, it makes it more meaningful, right? And if I may, if you can give me the opportunity to just dream out loud, to just let you know what I feel in my heart God has placed in me, the assignment, the work, the mission that is, that is Strive and Inspire, right? We have these conversations, but it's more than just just talk I feel like it actually is a rebuilding of life a readjustment of how you saw certain situations it's it's doing more, more than just being comical at times or you know sharing the bible scripture here and there and giving revelation on that I feel like if you really paid attention to the substance and the context of the conversation and if you applied it, it literally would change your life. Because once you see something different, you can't live the same. There is no such thing. And so I'm just like from the heart, you know, I only know how to shoot from the hip, right? It's the only kind of shooting I like to do. Uh, I have been called to rescue women. I have been called to take every woman, every woman, out of their pit and absolutely positively assist them, be their midwife, if you will, to navigate them to their palace. Not the palace that it, their friend has, not the palace that someone in their life has, not the one that you know, I admire her, not any the customized palace that God has for them. Because Jesus said, 
uh, I'll be right back. I'm getting ready to go build the mansion. Where there's many mansions. And, you know, if it wasn't so, I wouldn't have told you. I'm going back to my father. And so he started kind of alluding to the fact that he's building several different houses, which means that he's customizing some things for us, right? And so I believe that if he's doing that in the spiritual realm, then he's definitely uh doing that for us in the natural realm. The Bible says that if you bind it on earth, it will be bound in heaven. And if you loose it on, right, if you loose it on earth, then it will be loose in heaven. So I believe that there are parallels that if we really paid attention to, we can really manifest and fulfill some things here on earth. If we just understood the heavenly and spiritual indications that the Bible is trying to teach us. So I don't believe that we all have one destination. I don't believe that it all looks the same. I I don't, that's why what stirs you up doesn't stir me up. And what makes you jump for joy doesn't make me jump for joy. Uh, it, because there is a customized path for that. And I truly believe that, uh, you know, there's a commercial or there was, that was, you know, there's an app for that. I truly believe that there's a midwife for that. That certain people are called to your particular ministry, a.k.a. testimony, a.k.a. pain, your scar. There is something about your wiring, something about the way you put your thumbprint on a thing, something about the way you navigate through a thing that will have somebody look at you and say, oh, my gosh, someone finally gets me. Or I finally understand myself. Or you know what? Now I'm able to truly appreciate that pain. And because I didn't see the purpose in that until I had this particular conversation, until I had this interaction. And I feel like I am answering that call. I am called to rescue women. Point blank the period. I can look at a woman, I can see her hurt, I can see her soul, I can feel her emotions, I can see the blind spots, I can see the traps, I can see, and for a while that used to be a little bit intimidating, a little bit scary because uh, it's kind of weird to be able to see somebody's entire life or at least let God show me certain things about someone and I don't know them. But I'm now starting to see that what God does for a person is so personal that if you pay attention, you'll see past me and you'll hear God. And so I've been doing that on these conversations. I want to do that on a bigger scale. I literally see Shriver's University in the future. I see me taking every lesson that I've ever learned, everything that God has equipped me for, every piece of armor that is in my particular barricade of life and I see God allowing me to illustrate classes to teach people how to live a better life not because I've mastered it but because I failed certain tests so many times that I can take this test now with my eyes closed that now when someone tries to say hey let's not study tonight and let's just you know do a b and c that I don't have to relive the experience to know you're going to fail if you do that that now I understand that um if you don't have two 
Number two, sharpen pencils and eraser and a good night's sleep. You're probably going to be starting off in a deficit. Like now I understand the entire encompass of passing a test that I don't need to take every test to know exactly what is needed to pass it, to excel in a certain area who you need not to study with. Okay. Who need, who you need not (laughs) to sit next to, who you need not to have lunch with like this entire thing journey of life to me is just one huge classroom and then we are able to go to recess aka the field of life and apply what it is that you've learned now that you know this about yourself how are you going to then choose a mate now that you know this about yourself what does this speak about the friendships that you currently have do you see that you're attracted to another friendship group now that you see this do you feel like you're in a proper career do you feel like according to your wiring that you are honestly living a life that is true to you are you a whale trying to fit in a dog park because most of your friends are puppies like now can we take all the the things that we've learned in this Sharvish University, this thing called life, this huge classroom, and start to truly play to our strengths so that it doesn't always feel like we are losing with a great heart, with great intentions, that we are losing with all the knowledge in the world. But for whatever the reason, when you step up to the plate, it's an automatic fail. Why? And it may be because you have the proper resources, you have the proper intellect, but you are in the wrong space. Imagine being the world's greatest mathematician, but you are not placed anywhere that allows you to use that particular skill. I truly feel like people win their best when they are able to see your blind spots and love you enough to get you back on the proper lane so that you can drive to success. There's too many people seeing that you're misplaced, that you're with the wrong person, that you're you're kind of weak in this area. Let me sharpen you here. There's too many people seeing people's areas. And instead of saying something and using that as not a power tool or not, you know, a, a, a judgmental or gossiping vice, what you do is say, hey, you know what? That's why the Bible says do unto others as you want someone to do to you. Right. Because if you wouldn't want someone to see your blind spot and then laugh at you or gossip about you or continue to ask you a follow up on this situation because you've become their own personal uh, soap opera, then don't do that to somebody else. Literally treat someone else's wounds, treat someone else's blind spot the way that you will want God to have someone cover yours. And if we can get more people to think like that, if we can train more people to actually perform that way, what a beautiful world it will begin to be, right? And so I'm in the midst of something and I'm just going to call it rebranding. And at first I was kind of like, I don't want to call it that. But then I said, you know what? But rebranding is a biblical concept. And self was like, really? I was like, absolutely. Listen, who... um. God is the father of who? I was like, Abraham, Isaac, and Joseph. Right. Uh, is, I'm sorry, Abraham, I- Isaac, and Jacob. Uh, did his name start off as Abraham? Mm-mm. Right. His, his name was what? What did his grandmother call him? I was like, oh, Abram. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Jacob, didn't God give him a different name at some point? 
Right. It was Israel because he was wrestling with the, with the angel. And he said, I'm not going to let you go to you. Bless me. Absolutely. Right. And then Abram's wife, what was her name? I was like, uh, Sarah. No, no, no. What her, what her granddaddy called her. Oh, Sarai. Right. Yeah. And then when Simon Peter came along, Jesus was like, eh, scratch that. I'm going to call you Peter. <laughs> Yeah, he looked like a Peter. He looked like a Peter, right? Yeah, he looked like a Peter. We're going to go ahead and call you um, Pushing P. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the OG of it all. You understand? We're going to go ahead and do that. And so when you start to then see that when God says, behold, I'm doing a new thing, I don't want to put you know new wine into old wine skin. I want to do a new thing. Behold, I do a new thing. You have to really lean into that and say, God, what are you doing that's new with me? If I want something new, I got to do something different. If I want to receive something different, I got to think differently. If I got to think differently, that means I got to be around different people. And so you got to start getting with people who see what you see. You got to get with people who believe the way that you believe. And not only exactly the way that you believe, but more so that they want to carry your baby in a way that we're going to carry this to its full term. Yeah, that's a lot of people that when you get around them, you're like, mm I don't really, if I got to keep telling you once I give birth to make sure you hold my baby's neck and do that, then that means that I don't trust my baby around you. And so if I don't trust my baby around you, then I really don't want to be around you. And so that's how you got to treat every single portion of your life. Everything that God has assigned to you, that he is entrusting you to carry out to fruition, you need to treat it like it is a newborn baby because that's what it is. You may be at a different stage of it. You may be in the inception. You may be able to feel the kicks and the flutters and oh, I'm so excited. But whatever the stage, understand that God will give you a midwife if you carry your assignment the way that he asks you to. The one thing that I absolutely love is that uh, even in the midst of hearing bad news, even in the midst of knowing you know, Moses' mother, if she pushed out this baby and it's a boy, it's a wrap. The one thing that she didn't have to worry about was uh, pushing by herself, pushing in vain, pushing out something. And, and, and all of that was for what? No, God was like, I understand the purpose behind this push. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to put two people who believe in this push as well. And you don't have to say anything. Imagine trying to convince two midwives, listen, uh, in the middle of contractions. Listen, uh, she probably was in labor. I don't know how many hours. I don't know what the pain tolerance was. I'm not really certain of all of that. But God loved her enough that she didn't have to push while she was convincing. Come on, Holy Spirit. There are too many people trying to go ahead and live their dream. And they and they pushing. There's too many people that's trying to get to the next level. And they pushing. And you have the audacity to have to just take on the brunt of all the pushing and then still have to convince people why you pushing this way. Mm-mm. I've read nothing in Moses' story that in between push, pushes, his mother was convincing. I've read nothing in that story that she was trying to make sure that they wasn't, you know, is everything all right down there? That woman gave birth. All she had to do was focus on pushing. All she had to do was focus on the assignment. All she had to do was focus on what God told her to do. And she did her part and the midwives did theirs. And behold, Moses, 
Literally, I need you to see your assignment that way. I need you to see your assignment in the way that you may have the most difficult part, but there are other people who have equally important parts. And Moses' mother did not choose the midwives. Hmm? Do we need to park there? Yet those particular midwives were assigned to the Hebrew women, which is why when they didn't do anything uh, to Moses, kill him the way that Pharaoh wanted him to, when Pharaoh summons them back up and was like, so like, what are we doing that these women are still giving birth? Like, what's up? They were like, listen, them Hebrew women are, they have a strong, a high tolerance for pain, sir. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you now, they're not even flinching. They sneezing and the babies is coming right on out. I don't know what's going on. You know, they told whatever they needed to tell, but they were clearly working for Pharaoh. So what that means to me is the best friend that you keep trying to appoint the family member that you keep trying to appoint, the person that you look up to because of their particular accomplishment or accolade, they're probably not going to be your midwife. Your midwife may not be appointed by you, but just know that the covering that they have over your assignment was from God. It's probably going to be a stranger. Can you imagine the intimacy of pushing out a child between two women you don't know, but who else but to carry out this mission, but two women who knew God? <laughs> yeah, who cares if Moses' mother didn't know him? They knew God. Yeah, who cares if you've been with such and such for how long? Did God assign that person there? Because when it's all said and done, I don't want to grieve with people that I knew if I can cheer and cry in excitement with people that God assigned to me, assigned to my assignment, let's be very clear. And so there are so many things that I want to do. I want to do a devotional. Like that's been heavy on my heart because I really just want to speak to people in that way. Uh, I want to do, in addition to Shrivers University, I want to... I want to change the world and I know it's going to sound cliche, but you know what? Like I see it. So I'm going to say it and I'm going to say it until I see it. I just truly want to de decrease the hurt that is in a woman because I feel like women hold hurt a little bit differently than men and who else, but to, to, Give someone an exodus than someone who experienced Passover. You understand? Yeah, it's one thing to be in the boat with you, be scared with you. Remember that time we was all scared when we saw Jesus? It's another thing to get to shore and come back and get you and say, hey, listen, I know that it's scary on this boat. I know that the winds and the waves, they doing something that makes you super de duper de scary. But I found something that the best thing I can do is give you the coordinates. The bravest thing you can do is, is get there. The best thing I can do for you is give you the coordinates. The bravest thing you can do is get there. Because on that boat with Peter, 
when they were all looking out with the disciples and they seen Jesus and it was like a ghost. The one thing that Peter knew was the coordinates of where Jesus was. But he was the only one that was brave enough to go and seek that. I feel like we all have something in us. That is like, if you're brave enough, you have the coordinates. You may not know exactly all the details, but you have the coordinates. You know what you really like doing. You may not know what that looks like title-wise or company-wise, but you know what you really like doing. You know the thing that stirs you up. You know the thing that excites you. You know the thing you know. I promise you, I do not believe that there is anyone walking this muddy green and blue earth that does not know what they like to do something that genuine genuinely interests them i believe that that is truly the epitome of your blessing of the life that you were promised to live i have been repeating this to myself because i'm gonna repeat it until i see it I'm going to repeat this until I see it. I want to live a life where I make a living off my calling. I literally just want to live a life where I'm just encouraging all day, that I'm finding information and I'm inspired all day, that I get to choose another creative lane to encourage and inspire and strive and do all the things. Like I promise you, nothing more excites me than revelation in something that I did not know a minute, a year, a month, or whatever ago. Because the more that you know, the more dangerous you are. You ever look back on prior situations in your life and you like, bruh, <laughs> yeah, if, if that particular situation would have happened now, it would have been handled totally different, right? And you, it's this confidence that's like, listen, yeah, I wouldn't have lost no sleep. I ain't going to hold you. It wouldn't have been not a near, not a near tear dropped. You understand? And it's, it's like, where did that confidence come from? Experience. Huh? Yeah, revelation. Yeah, you only was in that situation because you didn't know any better or you didn't know yourself any better or what there was there was a lack of knowledge almost like the bible is saying my people perish from a lack of knowledge so yeah it's not just a matter of perishing it's uh you get mistreated when you have a lack of knowledge you get mishandled when you have a lack of knowledge when you don't know that that's what they paid you Wait a minute, but you have this many years experience. Wait a minute, why you, ah, uh-uh, do you understand that you have this much sick time? Like, no, you get PTO. Like, when you don't know something, people can manage you in any kind of way. But when you understand your worth, when you understand your ingredients, when you understand your makeup and your maker, oh, you walk different. <laughs> yeah, no, who you talking to? You do realize that I can get, like, I have favor. Like, please don't think that you just going to pay me to be talked to, like, spoken to like this. This is not going to work. Um, ma'am, you need me. Uh, and I've been walking around humbly on that. But, like, you need me. You do understand that, right? And can I go ahead and say something else? I don't know if you notice this about me. But um, after I go ahead and make a living on my calling, I'm going to double back and I'm going to come back for the corporate world. I loathe. Uh, the way that corporate treats people, 
corporate, whatever, it is, political, whatever. I do not believe in the modern day slavery. Yeah, I'm going to be extreme for a little bit. In that you can speak to someone any kind of way. Whatever way you feel, that's the way you'll be able to do it. As long as you have a title, no one can say nothing back. Why not? Okay. Uh, that you can put more work and more work and more work on someone. That you can deny somebody's days. Now, now we're speaking about people who work with integrity. You understand? Like, I'm not, if you come in 10 o'clock every day and then you take four-hour lunches, I'm definitely not comparing to those kind of people. But those who are true, like, your work ethic was A1 and two, you seen they didn't deserve it, so you just gave them one. <laughs> you took the A straight off like y'all don't deserve this. I can't. And so I don't like the way that corporate corrodes people. I don't think that the higher ups uh, understand that the better you treat an employee, the better the work is, the better the environment is, the better the culture is, the better. It's just better. I remember really studying the company uh, Google and how they treat their staff and they pay for daycare and the paternity, parental leave. And like, it was literally like, I want to find a position. I'll, I'll be a custodian just to breathe that air with y'all. But they serve y'all food. Like, not like, like, it, it looks like a restaurant. Like, they have sleeping quarters for their employees because they said they understand that people are more innovative when they're restful and people want to work more if you take care of Like, somebody found the sauce, but it may be too expensive to have other people buy it or replicate it. I want to give bite-sized candies, Okay. I want to come back <laughs> to the corporate world and change this entire culture because I realize that everyone doesn't want to be an entrepreneur. So then what happens with the grandbabies that are still in the culture, corporate realm? They just got to be culture vulture. Like that's not, uh-uh. I, I want people to start saying, hey, I'm, I've invested this many years into this company. Like y'all need to pay. I don't care nothing about this pay scale. <laughs> Y'all need to do something. I'm sorry. So what are you adding to me? What value did they add to you giving them so much of your life? Mm-mm. Somebody needs to be appreciative that you didn't say, you know what, I'm done. And just go ahead and, you know, just waiting for the 90th stimulus check. Who knows? But I believe that the first step in making any change is actually seeing it. I believe the second step is verbalizing it because it puts a, a stamp of accountability on it. And I don't want to speak anything that I'm not doing. So there was a couple of scriptures that I was like, you know what? Honestly, I, I, I truly want to make sure that I'm standing on something biblical because that's just how I roll. That's the kind of grandbaby I am. And even though Paul's talking to the church and doing something, some other things that may be out of context, these particular scriptures stuck with me. Uh, Philippians 1, I want to read verse 6. And it says, and I'm certain that God who began the good work within you will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. 
And I am certain that God who began the good work within you will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Jesus Christ returns. Listen, I have been having these conversations with you since July 25th, 2019. I am now leaning into this. I am now putting an expectancy on this and I'm asking God to help me to do this in a way that blows my mind. The Bible says he will give you abundance. He will give you so much you won't have room for it. I want to see that. I want to see a literal movement, a Shriver's University movement of women that are like, we're not living the same. We're not walking into work the same. We're not parenting the same. We're not going to be courting, being married, being in any kind of relationship the same. We're going to be purposeful as we walk out and believe in God for his promise. We're going to be doing so. And I just want to just have a revolution of women that are like, I was surviving before but now I'm striving I, I I was I was I was alive but I wasn't living yeah I was there was some lessons but I wasn't learning <laughs> you know like I, I really just want like you know I, the deacon has said I turn all my ills into lessons hey hey mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. I'm living my best life. I've been listening to that song lately. Don't judge me. That's the way that I was raised. But listen, I literally wanted to have this conversation because I wanted to have documented somewhere where, you know how you see, because I've seen like Mike Todd do it and some other preachers, but you, they'll have like, they'll show the, the letter that they wrote way back then, or they'll show like the VHS like skippy video poor quality showing that they declared a thing and then look what God has done so this is mine this is my stamp my time stamped I cannot wait until I see people literally come into conferences with their striving inspire book bag with all the goodies that I have in it for women to learn how to maneuver do this thing differently we didn't we weren't giving any instructions in Eden and now we're on earth and we're kind of doing the same thing. No, there's a promise for us. <laughs> Women are powerful. Yeah, we give life. We, we, we replicate some things. We, yeah, it, it, it's a different kind of gangster. You know, things got a little bit different when we got in the scene, but nobody gave us a, a real blueprint. And so most of us are waiting for the covering of our husband, not knowing that we have the covering of Christ until that time. A lot of us are trying to get close to family members when we not understand that sometimes God says, hey, um, Abraham, leave your father's house. Like there's a lot of... It, struggle when it comes to women because we're so nurturing we're so loving we're so and what you don't understand is just because you have breasts do not just let anyone latch on to you yeah you are life you are life giving don't let people deplete you don't let people be a leech to you to the point now that when it's really time to serve you you have nothing left this is my time stamp I feel like I want to do like a secret handshake with you real quick. I'm not too sure what to do, but all I know is it's going to be different. It's going to be different. And it's going to be true to the way that I feel wired to do it. I know that there's a kind of like formula and like, oh, you should do it this way. But you know what? 
the best success to me is the success that was customized for me. I don't want to do what everybody else is doing, and I don't want to do anything if it's not true to me because if I'm walking out this thing called authenticity, then I don't want to do anything just to do it because, no, I, I know when something's not true to me. And if it's not true to me, then I'm not going to serve it to anyone because I don't want to eat anything that's not true. If I wouldn't consume it, I'm not going to produce it, period, point blank. That's just how it's going to roll with me. But I feel like you got what you needed. Mm -hmm. You know what these conversations are. They are life-provoking conversations, conversations that not the average person is going to have with you, but who your favorite homegirl, I can not wait. Okay, listen, let's start off like this, though. Like, we, we got to start somewhere, okay? Please make sure you're following me, okay? Because there's going to be some updates and some things that I really want to keep you in the loop. Underscore, strive in inspire, okay? Uh, I'm looking at my phone. I should see you getting ready to follow in like five seconds. If not, I will call you back immediately because I know your phone number, okay? Um, but I'm going to go ahead and let you let me go. And we talk later? Yeah, we will. We get ready to go to the top. <laughs> Who else, okay? All right, <laughs> later.